0: Geek Vibes Live is rated G for geek. It's time. Hey, this is Matt Lesher.
1: This is Phil Lamar. Hey, this is Rock Taylor, aka the Penguin Gotham. You are listening to Geek Vibes Live.
2: Welcome, 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 Geek Vibes Nation to an all-new episode of Geek Vibes Live brought to you by Manscaped. With it being super hot outside, you know the summer is right around the corner, if not here already. Which means the time is now to look and feel fresh, especially below the waist. Think about all of the upcoming pool parties, beach days, road trips, and backyard barbecues. And to ensure that you are ready to capitalize on the right situation pre- presents itself, why do I always try to say prevent, Present itself, visit Manscaped.com. Manscaped.com takes the risk out of manscaping thanks to precision engineered tools, which are optimized for male grooming and hygiene. As seen on Shark Tank, visit Manscaped.com to find out why they are number one in men's below the waist grooming. You'll want to keep an eye out for the perfect package 2.0 kit that includes the lawnmower 2.0, an electric trimmer worthy of getting up close and personal below the waistline, which features safe skin skin safe technology to ensure a nick-free manscaping experience. Get 20% off, free shipping, and a free travel bag with promo code GeekVibes20 at Manscaped.com. Again, the promo code is GeekVibes20 at Manscaped.com. Once again, we would like to thank Manscaped for sponsoring us. And without further ado, let's get right into it. Let me introduce our amazing panel, starting off with Nick. What's going on, Nick? What up?
0: Uh, Two things. One, I love that you uh, went back to your welcome, welcome, welcome. I've always been a fan of it, so I, I'm glad Thank you're not you. shying away from it. Just because Joel doesn't like it, fuck you, Joel. Thank you. Um, <laughs> also, uh, you probably say prevents. It's it's a Freudian slip, man. Like uh, you know, you just uh, you, you you know, you're, you're projecting a little bit. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, <laughs> I'm there with you, man. Like it, it, it's happened to me uh, a lot of times as well. You know, uh, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Uh, but it's okay, <laughs> we'll find our
2: bride someday, bro. It's all good, we will, man. We definitely will, Nick. But we have each other, that's all that matters. Uh, indeed, we do. <laughs> and uh, Tia, what's going on? Tia, how uncomfortable did me and Nick's exchange right there uh, make you?
1: Oh, I've heard worse, but I think it's the same.
3: You say prevent, I think, because it's like, hey, prevent yourself from being an embarrassment, and go get uh, the mom So, you know,
0: maybe I that's why you
2: keep thinking about it. Yeah. See, this is why <laughs> See, they always have has got a say, much
0: more optimistic outlook on life than than we do. Oh, <laughs> Oh,
2: 100%. But this is why they always say the best way to always stay smart is to surround yourself with smart people. Um, so, yeah. you know, I, I'm going to flip it and just say, yeah, that's exactly what I meant. But really, it, it's not. <laughs> but thank you, Tia. Um, you All right. Let's get right into, uh, we got some trailers this week. Um, so let's talk trailers. Didn't think we'd really have many, but we got three. That's good enough. Um, let's start with the teaser we got for Jessica Jones, which they put absolutely no effort into, uh, mainly because <laughs> it's yeah. the end. Um, it, it honestly was I thought somewhat worse than the the promo they put into Punisher, but at least for Punisher, yeah. we got a full length trailer. Um, but this kind of feels like this will be the teaser the week of the season starting. Um, I think we'll get a trailer and I think they'll probably half-ass that like they did this teaser. But anyway, Nick, what were your thoughts of the Jessica Jones season three teaser?
0: Uh, I mean, you took the words right out of my mouth. It was totally half-assed. Like, um, I mean, I'm super excited for this final season of Jessica Jones. I still to this day fucking love season one. Season two I thought was a, a, a sizable um, drop-off, uh, not necessarily in quality, but I just didn't think the story was as good. Um, but uh, season one I still adore. I think it's it's about as perfect as you can get with a 13-episode show um you know a marvel show um i i put it up there with any of the daredevil seasons um and Mm -hmm. the punisher seasons um to me it's like it's right in that same league um but uh you know as far as the teaser it just it was just it, it it definitely kind of shows that they're like yeah we don't really care about this anymore like it, 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 if you want to watch it, watch it. We already filmed it, so of course we're gonna like throw it on there. Um, but like we don't we don't care if you watch it or not. It doesn't really matter at this point because uh, you know we we we're not moving forward with it, so uh, we're not gonna put a lot of money into you know marketing or or you know trailers or anything else we don't we don't really care to get you super hyped about it because you know we don't necessarily even want you to be super hyped about it um and you know i mean that's that's just the the state we're in right now which is fine i guess um but you know it's it's definitely um it's definitely netflix basically being like yeah we're we're done with this shit um and <laughs> so watch it if you want to watch it if you don't don't um like we're gonna put like all of our marketing efforts into Stranger Things season three right now and uh, you know, whatever. Um and yeah, I guess that's to be expected. Um but uh but yeah, it just it just kind of uh, I don't know, subtly reminds me of um you know what what I guess why I uh am not uber happy with Netflix uh right now, if you will.
2: Yeah, I mean, it literally felt like somebody was like, like walked into like the the headquarters and was like, "Hey, uh, Mr. Netflix, you remember like Jessica Jones is supposed to come out, right?" And it was like, "Oh my God, yes! All right, did we put anything promotional out for it? No, nothing. When does it come out? A few weeks? Oh my God, just tease them. Put out a quick teaser just so that they know it's still coming out, and then we'll just hope that that carries you into the season, and then you know any hype you might get for the final season." Remember, there's nothing else coming after this. Um, so to me, it's just kind of one of those things where it's like, I prefer for studios to be honest with me. Uh, we know this is it. Treat it as such. Just tell us you don't care. Um, have it. Have the season just drop when it drops, um, and let that be it. I mean, because you're just, you you're showing me you don't care by the the teaser that you just put out. Like it wasn't even like, oh my god, like what is this season about? It was like what is this season about? What did you just show me? Like, it didn't make sense because it kind of went along the lines of Jessica Jones, you're a liar and I'm going to expose you. And it's like, she never really wanted to be a hero. So you saying you're going to expose her for being a hero, I think she's always made it clear she's not interested in being a hero. Um, all yeah. the stories just happen to line up to where it affects her directly. That's why she ends mm-hmm. up having to save the day. So it's like, what are you exposing? We all know she's not a hero. She makes it clear. Um, So, yeah, it it confused me. But, again, I'm with you, Nick. I'm going to watch it, of course. So I'm I'm not saying that I have no interest in watching it or anything like that. It's just confusing because I have no idea what you were trying to cue up from that. Um, But, Tia, your thoughts on the short teaser we got from Jessica Jones (laughs) Season 3?
3: You know, I thought that they did a lackluster effort in promoting the Punisher season two. And this was before we knew that like they were getting canceled. I mean, obviously we all had like an idea, but I was like, man, this is like pathetic. And now that we all know that it's canceled, it's done, nothing else is happening. I'm like, wow, that's right. Jessica Jones season three is coming out soon. Did Netflix forget as well? Um, And they didn't (laughs) forget, or maybe they did, who knows, but they, Yeah, so they put out this little teaser. I don't know if you saw on their Twitter. They changed the Twitter handle to Jessica Jones is a Fraud. To me, the description, which I believe, and I am just kind of like spitballing here, is an adversary who is like powerful and has, I think, abilities, maybe psychic, I don't know. I forget now, Um, looks to expose Jessica Jones. And I'm like, are they going back to like a still grave um, formula here? But to me, that's almost what it sounds like. But, yeah, I'm with Nick. The first season was great. Like, I have friends who have no interest at all in the Marvel DC stuff, and they love the show because of, like, the representation of, you know, uh, trauma and how to deal with it. And people were praising the show because of how they, like, kind of – observed, like, rape victims and everything, you know? So, like, it broke ground at the time. The second Mm -hmm. season, I mean, my mom loved the second season. I don't know how she could because I couldn't get (laughs) through it. Like, it was hard for me to get through the second season, so I think that's why I'm not, like, as excited for the third season because you didn't really give me anything good for the second season. So the fact that this is, like, what is closing the chapter in the whole Marvel-Netflix world is just a little lackluster, and I wish that it was just something else. Like, give us a Daredevil season four, and that's how you end things. I'd be fine with that.
2: Excuse me. I think we all would be. Um, I think we all would have (laughs) been fine if none of the other shows had anything else, and we just got – well, maybe Punisher, but we just got a Daredevil season four. Yeah, don't you take that away from her, Jawan? No, yeah, I, I'm I, not. I, I, I'm that's not what sure. I said. Let me make sure I throw that in there. Let me make sure I throw that in
0: there.
2: Um, and, hey, but I will the, last say,
0: season, the last season of The Punisher was exquisite. Like, it was so fucking thank good. Thank you, Nick. Jawan
3: and I will always disagree about that, but it's okay. I got to give it to him sometimes, apparently. But, you know, he was
0: despised, despised. He just was going into it from the get-go like, you're telling me this is all the scars this guy has on his face. Like and he just went into it with super sour uh mindset. That's that's all it is. You saw you
3: saw what I did there that you like came out with one review and I was like, No, 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 no. This can't be the only review for Deep Five Nation it is a bad review nope. for Final Season Two. I have to come out and say something. <laughs> and it was like, Yeah. It was tell great. It you are. <laughs> Especially just
0: the first episode in general and the pacing that it delivered with him in the bar. Um, oh, oh so, so fucking good, good. So, so fucking good. good,
2: fair enough, but that was trash anyway um, all right, so let's <laughs> move on to our next trailer um this one Nick uh I know is a huge fan of t I didn't get a chance to talk to you about this this trailer yet um, the kitchen, um something that, after I saw, I know nothing about the kitchen, I know nothing about what comic it might have stemmed from. Um, I, I I'll say I'm coming from a standpoint of ignorance, um, but it just it did really nothing for me. I I don't know why. Mainly because I've wow. seen literally I've seen literally the last not the one Melissa McCarthy got nominated for, um, the last four excluding that one, the last four Melissa McCarthy movies, and I I have like this sour taste in my mouth from all of them because they were horrible. Um I think she's a phenomenal they actress. That bad. They were The heat really was bad. okay.
0: I, I don't know if that's included in your um list. Say it again, what was it? I thought the
2: Heat, the one she did with Sandra Bullock, that one was Oh was my amazing. god. Nick. Oh, okay. All right. It was so L- let good. me preface that this. So let good. me preface this. Melissa McCarthy, I think, is an amazing actress. Um I think sometimes her comedies because she came from SNL feel too much like SNL, that's I why I like. Um, I like the lady who's playing uh, Cheetah in Wonder Woman '84. I like that after she left Saturday Night Live, she almost exclusively did dramas. So that way, I have so yeah, much body that's, of that's, work. Did you say almost? No, I said Bryce? almost. No, no, I said almost exclusively. She's done more dramas right. than she has comedies since she's left SNL. Um, right. I don't have an my like TV
0: pulled up, but
2: like. No, I, I know mean, who you're if, if you want talking
0: I can't remember her name. Hopefully, Tia can, but I, uh, but I know uh, exactly what you're talking about.
2: You know who I'm talking about. But the point I'm trying yes. to make is, she separated herself, in my eyes, so much from just being the the comedian or the comedy act that I got to see her acting chops. And Melissa McCarthy is doing that now, um, to where she's separating herself from that. So you can say obviously oh, minus freaking minus uh, the
0: again? movie she did with Bill Murray. Um, that's the right, one you're excluding, right. right? Yeah.
2: Yes, Yeah. Yeah. Um, because again, my, my, my knocks aren't that she can't act or she isn't a good actress. That's why I said, I don't want to count that because that's when I thought she was amazing. Um, but yeah, this just did nothing for me, but I won't continue because like I said, I'm coming from a stance of ignorance. Um, but Nick, uh, you know, obviously you enjoyed the kitchen trailer. Um, just tell us your thoughts on it.
0: Dude, I thought it was fucking awesome. I've been super hyped for this movie. Um, I don't. I, I. I'm also kind of coming from a place of ignorance. I know it's based off a DC Vertigo comic, um, and that's that's about it. But as far as the movie adaptations of Vertigo comics, I genuinely like like have uh, like an appreciation for them. Um, I mean obviously there is uh The Watchman um and there is also uh B for Vendetta which are two of my all-time favorites um so like the, you know them going this route with this you know essentially um these these women who you know are, have kind of been uh screwed over by you know the mob after their husbands were all arrested and taking the power back into their own hands, um, it is is awesome. Like it, it's it's like I, I just love the setup for it. I love um, the theme of it as far as um, women taking control and taking um, power into their own hands. Um, and so yeah, I mean I I think I was already geeked on it just from the description and. I remember when we covered – originally covered this uh maybe about a year ago um I was very steadfast in saying we need to include this in today's show like it we need to talk about this cuz it sounds fucking awesome um and uh you know I don't I maybe you were hosting maybe Dane was I can't remember but like whoever it was obliged me um and I was I was just super pumped about it and um ultimately that the trailer has delivered for me like I I think this looks awesome uh I, it's kind of everything that I would want it to be I love that um uh, and god I forget her name um but that the actress uh from um Mad Men uh plays Elizabeth one of the characters. Moss thank you Elizabeth Moss uh she like I love her that little clip of Her being like, no, I'm gonna do this myself, and then she just like murders this dude in an alley and walks out, and she's like, got this like, <sighs> like I did it, you know, like, um, like m- feel about her. Um, I love that little bit, um, but just like the whole thing in a whole, like uh, the the trailer as a whole, I I absolutely loved it. I think it's uh, showcasing um, a lot of act like. These three actresses, it's showcasing um, a, a, a wide range uh, of ability and talent that they can bring to this, um, and obviously these characters play very different roles. I also really enjoyed this, the scene with Melissa McCarthy sitting um, at the kitchen table with her two children, um, and that whole like discussion um, I thought was uh, – was, Super cool, um, especially like when her son's like, "Well, what do you want?" <laughs> and then it just kind of pauses uh, and, and like cuts to the next scene, um, which is cool, like it leaves that that door yet to be open, like what does she want um, and yeah, just I thought it was great i'm super excited for this movie um, i I think it could go um, in in two drastically different directions like I mean I think this could be. You know, one of those movies that's like eighty, eighty-five percent Rotten Tomato score. That's just like, oh my god, this movie is so fucking badass. Um, and it it could definitely go down to that like fifty to fifty-five percent Rotten Tomato score, where it's like, uh, well, they had a lot going for it, but you know, it it just missed on so many various different marks. And like movies like that, like I um I, I'm kind of genuinely drawn to. I um finally watched uh. Um, bad times at the El Royale last night uh, for the first time it finally hit HBO um, and I feel like that was that kind of movie where it could go t- t- you know two starkly different ways and I think it went the the better of the two ways it could have gone I feel the kind of that that kind of same way with this movie um, it's just all going to be about the delivery we know the acting is going to be pretty solid at least I think it will be um, so it's all gonna it's all gonna like hinge on the story how they adapt it um how they you know uh portray it um and all of those you know various things but uh but i'm i'm really excited for it i think it's going to be really cool i thought the trailer did a lot of justice as far as getting me hyped personally um for this movie
2: fair enough tia do you share nick's sentiments are you as excited for this movie
3: you know what? Um, so I watched the trailer maybe like a half hour before the show started. And I thought, like, just seeing that Melissa McCarthy and uh, Tiffany Haddish, I'm, I don't know how to pronounce Haddish. the last name. sorry Not Haddish. Haddish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, seeing both of them in it, I obviously thought it was like a comedy, kind of similar to other stuff that we've seen from uh, Melissa McCarthy and Tiffany before but it seems like it was going in the direction of being just a, a comic book, edgy movie that we've kind of seen from movies that come out of, say, Vertigo. I really enjoyed it. I loved the idea. It's almost like a comic book version of Widows, just obviously the husbands aren't dead, but you know what I mean. Uh, I, I really liked it. I thought Melissa McCarthy was super badass. I love the whole, like, godfather, like, she's giving me right now I thought that was really cool and Elizabeth Moss definitely stood out because she can play those types of characters and to me it's not something like that I would have been interested in before just by say the title and even the cast even though they are very talented actresses it's not something like right away I would be interested in but after watching the trailer I think that it looks really good And me personally, a lot of movies that I like get really shit scores on Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb. So I have no problem with, like, seeing a movie that maybe, like, 85% of the population thinks is bad. So I'm excited, actually, for The Kitchen. I think it looks like a really badass, um, you know, adaptation of a comic book movie that really I don't think we would have ever expected for them to get that type of cast in. But yeah, I think that The Kitchen looks like a solid film that's going to be enjoyable. It's going to be fun. And I see it doing well, uh, at least in the box office, maybe the first and second weekend.
2: Fair enough. This will definitely be a movie I wait to hear, not what critics say, what you guys say. Um, and then making my decision off of that. Um, but probably not one I rush out to see. But to be fair, all the movies I did want to rush out and see, like the past months, i'm just now getting to uh so that doesn't say much <laughs> um but yeah this will definitely be one i lean on you guys to kind of steer me towards um rather than anything else um but yeah let's let's move on uh speaking of a movie literally no one on planet earth asked for it. uh we have another rambo <laughs> um the last Boy. <laughs> Um. Again, I will preface by saying, uh, <laughs> Joel almost looked at me like I had eight heads when we saw Godzilla. Um, I've never seen any of the Rambo's. I just, I never had really any um, you. Really? What? So, yeah, I've never You've seen any of the You've never seen Rambo. a fucking Rambo
0: movie?
2: I've never seen a Rambo movie. Wow,
0: you should definitely watch First Blood. It's it's a very good movie. It's slow. It's it's very um. It's it it's a movie that builds. Um, but like, dude, once it gets to where it's going, uh yeah, it's it's pretty fucking awesome.
2: Yeah, that's what uh that's what Joel was telling me. I I will say though, from this trailer, two things. One, genius using old town Road. Um, I don't know if I like the fact <laughs> that you use Billy Ray Cyrus's part and not Lil Nas X's part, but whatever. Um and two, I will say, uh me and Joel were saying how I had a Logan feel. Like it, this was it this was the last hurrah um and that felt really cool um but I I can't really speak much to the trailer because I kind of feel like if I say like oh man I loved it and then I watch all the other Rambos and I don't and I don't like them it'll kind of sour my you know sour me so I'm kind of just like I'll wait till I see some of the Rambos um to fully take in this trailer um but it did give me a Logan feel and Usually that's a dead ringer for I'm going to see it because I love what Logan did. Um, And anytime you get a last hurrah, even though his last hurrah is Rambo should have been the last hurrah. um, Nonetheless, uh, nonetheless, uh, Nick, um, what were your thoughts on last blood?
0: It's fine. (laughs) Like, and I'm, I'm a huge fan of first blood. Like the, Original First Blood, 1982. Um, it is is it is a fucking awesome movie. Um, like, it is uh, – it's not really an action movie. It's really more of a drama um, about, you know, a Vietnam vet dealing with PTSD um, and um, essentially, like, what Vietnam vets received when they came home. Um, like, nobody appreciated them. Like, nobody – gave a shit about them. Um, whether, you know, whether it be the people who were against the war to begin with, or, you know, in this case, you know, uh, you know, citizens who, um, you know, essentially, you know, maybe weren't necessarily against the war, but, um, you know, uh, obviously kept on living their lives, um, and, you know, absent from, uh, the war. Um, and, and, you know, that's, it's a lot of what you get in the first movie, and it's it is it's, it's a spectacular look at um, um, what what people have to go through um, after going through war um, and what they have to come home to, um, and and that is the the nuance and the beauty of the original First Blood, um, and you don't get that with any of the sequels. Um, all of the sequels are just action movies. Um, and uh, this looks to be most of the same. Um, it, it, like, I don't have like, any, any big gripes with any of the Rambo sequels. Um, they're fine. They're generic action movies. Um, this looks to be another sort of generic action movie. Um, and <clears throat> I'm sure it'll make some money at the box office. I'm sure it won't make as much money as the studio wanted it to make. Um but uh you know it's a property that is is you know somewhat well recognized and it makes sense that they would do it. But as far as the trailer um you know I I think it's fine. I'm not super hyped for the movie um like I said simply because um I I, I will say this, I do think the the fourth Rambo tried to kind of get back to um What the original Rambo tried to do, I just think it misfired on its um, attempt. Um, But this looks even less like uh, Rambo or Rambo Four. I mean, this looks more like it's getting back to two and three. Uh, And you know, I'm just—it's fine. It it looks like a—you know—Rambo pisses some people off, and they try to come get him, and. You know he he basically like lets them them like kind of bring it on and you know fucks them all up and what whatnot um, and you know it's fine it, it is what it is uh, I'm not I'm not going to um, rush out to see this one um, but it looks to be delivering on what it's supposed to be which is you know an action movie uh, with Sylvester Stallone playing Rambo and you know so cool.
2: Yeah, movies like this, I always pose the question, like, as a studio, who are you making this movie for? Um, right. And I kind of feel like if you're a diehard Rambo fan, you kind of felt like the last one probably should have been the one where you wrap it up. And
0: I wouldn't ahead, call I'm myself sorry. a diehard Rambo fan, but I would call myself a die-hard First Blood fan, like the actual mm-hmm. original movie with the character. Um, right. But, uh, but yeah, I mean I felt like that did do a good job of wrapping everything up. Um so I, I didn't feel like we needed another one obviously. Um but yeah, no, I mean I feel like your question is is legit. Like who are you making this movie for? Um you know, if you're making a generic action movie, um are, are those people going to care about the legacy of Rambo? And if you're making a movie for first blood fans, um they're not probably not going to care about this movie. Um you know, speaking on behalf of a lot of people, and if you're making this movie for just like generic Rambo fans, yeah, they'll go see it. But I mean, that's a very small audience, in my opinion.
2: A hundred percent. When I when I saw this trailer uh, release, I had forgot that they were even filming this movie. My initial thoughts were, you didn't give us an Expendables four, so you could make another Rambo. Like I'd rather that. I mean, if I had to choose uh, between the two, I'd rather another Expendables. I don't know about that. I love the Expendables, me personally. That this is only me personally. I love the Expendables. Would love to see another one. We've gotten so many more action heroes. Too. Yeah, we've gotten so many more action heroes since the last one. Um, that I think it'd, it'd be amazing to see it updated, um, especially with Keanu Reeves being the main villain. With like, what from what he's done with John. No. Vick. Yes, no. yes, a hundred percent. Because I think Jean Claude Van Damme was like the last villain. It was just like, oh no, like why, why are <laughs> why are all these main characters so old and I have to watch them try to do action? Where are the younger guys? So hopefully we yeah, can get guess. Uh, a rebooted I mean, version young, of. Um... But... Huh? Say it again.
0: I said, Keanu's not that young. I mean, he's in great shape for his age.
2: No, but he looks way more fluid than what Jean-Claude and Sylvester Stallone looked. (laughs) Way more fluid. Sylvester
0: Stallone, yeah. Jean-Claude Van Damme, he's still kind of keeping up with himself, you know?
2: I don't know if that's the movie you want to judge him by, though. But anyway, uh, Tia. (laughs) I have not seen it, so fair enough. (laughs) Oh, okay. You're not missing anything. Um, Tia. (laughs) Your thoughts on the last Sled trailer? Well, I have
3: to say really quick, I grew up on Sylvester Stallone. Um, My grandparents used to watch me and I used to play, like, the Rambo game on the original Nintendo. Like, I really like Sylvester Stallone, and my findings are that anytime there's a movie coming out that I'm like, you know, shouldn't they just leave it all alone already when it comes to Sylvester Stallone? I usually end up liking it. Like, I remember when Rocky Balboa was going to come out, and I was like, really, another Rocky? And then I ended up really liking it. And then when they were going to come out with Creed, I was like, really, they're doing it again? And then that was really successful. So, you know, to me, he looks great. He's in his 70s. Like, I'm sure that there's most 70-year-olds out there that wish that they looked like him, you know? So, you know... I don't know who they're making it for, except for the fact that maybe they just really want to come out with this and Sylvester had, like, one last Rambo movie that he wanted to do. Um, And, and again, it just, as you said, it looks like it has a Logan feel, which is smart in their uh, part that they want to kind of go in that direction because they obviously see how successful that was. I don't know if I'll rush to the theaters to go see this, but I'll watch it when it comes out, you know. Uh, just considering I like the Rambo franchise, I'm much more of a Rocky fan, but still, either way, uh, it's fine. And yes, the expendables were awesome, and not for nothing, though, Juan. I dislike the third one more, not that I didn't like it, but I dislike it more because I liked them keeping the old geezers again, grew up on Dolph Lundgren, you know, Chuck Norris, all that shit. Those are the people I want to see, chicken ass. <laughs> I don't want to just, see I, new, you know, they got, like, the latest, like, you know, Flair from, like, you know, WWE or something. They're like, just throw them in. I'm like, I don't give a shit about them. I give a shit about the people I grew up with, although I will say the saddest thing was Jean-Claude Van Damme killing poor Liam Hemsworth. I'm like, Oh, he did him dirty there. He did him dirty. Yeah,
2: that that did suck. But I, I think the thing for me is um, I would like for these – I don't want to say old geezers. I would like for these guys to to pass the torch. The only issue is no one's really making successful action franchises. Um, so it's like you you can't really like pass the baton to anyone because no one's really making them. Um, so it's like Fast
0: and Furious. That's about it.
2: Yeah, but well, most of the I guys whatever flavor around. of
0: the week movie The Rock is making. See, I mean, I feel like there are people. It's just they're they're. A lot fewer and far between. Like the Rock would be one, Vin Diesel would be one. But the Rock um, doesn't have his but own after franchise. that uh, –
2: Yeah, but like I mean he could take up
0: the mantle for the expendables. I mean he would no, he, he could, would make those movies Rock- in the money.
2: Oh, He'd make him a ton of money, but I think The Rock is one of the guys you want to kind of build up to be the, the big bad. You don't necessarily want – because it's like, all right, you got Terry Crews, you got The Rock. It's like, all right, well, outside of that, who's beating those guys? Just put those guys up, up front every time. And then, like, if you happen to get past them, Jason Statham's waiting for you. It's just like, all right, you're getting too much on the good guy side. <laughs> like, sure. Build sure. a, a supervillain side. You know what I'm saying? Like Idris Elba, uh, The Rock, um, guys like Vin Diesel, guys like that. That'd be great. Um, But all right, let's move on. Let's get to what we have all been waiting for. And that is our main topic. All right. So officially, officially, thank goodness, because I can't tell you how stressed I was becoming at the idea of Nicholas Holt possibly (laughs) becoming Batman. But it's finally (laughs) over. We officially have Robert Pattinson, the Patman, a.k.a. um, Robert Pattinson. Uh, as our official Batman, he is signed on along with Matt Reeves. Obviously, um, apparently Matt Reeves is looking to do, is signed on to do a trilogy. It was not made clear if Robert Pattinson is signed on to do all three. Also, seemingly we would really hope that's the case because we can't go through this again. We'd expect um, so. that. Yeah. This literally brought me on so many gray hairs. Um, I can't afford to have a whole nother recasting <laughs> of this Batman character. Um, but yeah, seemingly Robert Pattinson is signed for three, um, along with, well, not three, but signed for three solo films. Um, but that's not the news I really wanted to, to break, because I think we've already expressed our thoughts on Robert being Batman, sure. the idea of him being Batman. What I want to focus on is our good buddy, excuse me, Mark Hughes, from uh, who writes for Forbes magazine. um Actually, put out something that I thought was really interesting that I think you guys would definitely want to talk about because it's like, wait a minute, hold on. If this is true, this sounds crazy. According to Mark Hughes, um, Gal, Jason, and Margo are part of the previous DCEU. Their films will play out for a few more years, then those versions of characters will end. Separately, a new different DCU is going to be created with Batman, Supergirl, etc then after Gal, Jason, and Margo uh, characters are gone, those characters then will become rebooted. So the question I want to start off with you, um, Nick, is uh, what are your thoughts on the possibility of Robert Pattinson's Batman leading a whole new, um, I don't want to say universe, but like a whole new regime while the old regime is still existing?
0: I think it's brilliant, honestly. Like, why would you want to totally reboot everything and throw away the things that are making you money, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, why would you not want to reboot things and try to make them in an image that is successful and has um, the potential to have more long-term tenure? So think it's really fucking smart like like don't abandon the franchises that are like successful for you but at the same time you don't necessarily have to tie in um your other franchises uh into being a part of them um so any of the projects that you're doing outside of those sort of connective tissue projects um you you know you can just roll with it um and I think, I think it's really smart. Um, I actually hope that's what, I hope this rumor is true. I hope that is what they're doing. Um, it would, um, to me, I, I feel like it's a little too good to be true. I feel like, um, I, you know, like, I, I feel like that much um, foresight is, is not what I would expect from Warner Brothers. But if it is, like, yeah, like if you could use a Batman trilogy to set up where you're going from here with where you want to take all of your new stuff um, and just kind of still continue working on putting out you know some movies that will be part of the old DCEU Um, and then you you know you can just draw a line and say this is this is what's part of the new regime this is what's part of the old regime Um, and they're in two different universes and you know uh, it, some people aren't going to get it, but I think most people are on Facebook enough to see articles pop up from various different things, like Forbes. Um, even huge geeks like us aren't, you know, um, who won't necessarily read it on, you know, comicbook.com or geekvibesgvnation.com. Uh, like they're they're going to read it on, uh, you know, things like Forbes or you know any other sort of medium that maybe doesn't exclusively cater to our our audience um and and like you can get them on board with it i've said this for a long time like the notion that like we're going to confuse audiences i think is so overplayed i think you know you can you can release articles that will you know be floated around the comic book genre is so big now i i feel like you're not going to confuse audiences if you just let them know what's going on <laughs> and I mean, enough people are are going to be reached um, through various forms of social media um, to to know what's going on. Um, Don't uh, don't um, uh, subjugate your viewer. Don't um, don't presume them to have you know, I guess a lack of awareness to understand what is going on. And I, I think that's a, a, a really good model, and I actually hope they go forward with it because um, I do want to see like, a continuation of Wonder Woman and um, uh, you know, Aquaman and all of that. Um, but nevertheless, I do think building a cohesive um, universe I think is a good idea, and if they, can, if they can essentially lay the groundwork for that with this Batman trilogy – um, and then move forward from there once they have these other movies done. Um, I don't necessarily think that's a bad idea. Um, and you know, I mean, if it if it doesn't if it doesn't end up working out the way they want it to, they maybe don't have to necessarily go through with that. They can have one foot in the door, one foot out um, for a little while here, and and just you know. Throw everything against the wall, see what works, and, you know, if if this um, Robert Pattinson Batman is successful, um, then you can kind of go with that and try to build with that um, and, and go with these various other characters um, that you want to utilize and just kind of build a new world with that. Um, and, yeah, I mean it's just it's, – it's essentially like, you know – I mean we know this. It's just a, a different variant on um, – the, the earth uh, that these characters subscribe to and I'm totally fine with it. I, like, I would rather have that than try to tie in Robert Pattinson into Ben Affleck's Batman and have that all connect. That makes far less sense to me. Um, if you wanted to go that route, there's tons of other actors that you could have picked that would have made more sense. Um, so yeah, I, I, think it's, uh, I think it's a good idea. I think it's worth um, worth their while as far as, um, you know, uh, you know, trying to achieve and hopefully they're able to do it. And, you know, we can get, uh, a few more good films out of this DCEU that we already have and move forward with a new, uh, trajectory, uh, for these various characters, um, with some new stories and, um, and, you know, build off that. And like, I, again, I, I don't have an objection to any of these other actors coming back, um, like with, you know, especially like, uh, like if she wants to come back and, um, you know, reprise her, her role as Wonder Woman, but just in a new universe, I don't think they would do that because I think it might be a little too confusing, even though, like I said, like, I think if you just explained it, the audience would be fine with it, um, but uh, but yeah, I don't have a, I don't have a problem with that either. So if they want to do that, I'd be cool. Um, well, but yeah, I think I, it's a good
2: idea. I I kind of agree and disagree. I think where I disagree sure. is I, I kind of would prefer it if you kind of just cut bait after Wonder Woman eighty four. Um, that that's it. And I think the main reason I feel that is Cyborg's contract is up. Let me not say Cyborg. Ray Fisher's contract is up. Ezra Miller's contract is up. Ben is gone. Henry is in a flux. You technically only have, because again, remember, Shazam doesn't necessarily. You can play around with Shazam, mainly because we never saw Superman's face. We never saw his face, but we know it takes place in the events of Justice League. All that could be retcon. None of that was definitive enough to where it's like, oh well, if you put him in Patterson's world, it's confusing. None of that just not have Shazam for a long time. Listen, I am completely okay getting rid of Shazam because the character to me in the Justice League just does not make sense. It's too—he's too much like Superman, and you have two Supermans. I, um, I would much ahead. rather have Martian Manhunter. I yeah. I, pl- I completely agree. I completely agree. But the point I was making is, I would rather after Wonder Woman eighty four, you you. You um you completely reboot it.
0: Book ended. So are you
2: telling everyone – Yeah. Yeah, you tell everyone you have a new Flash, you have a new Wonder Woman, so you have a new So the Suicide
0: Squad would just be totally different. How would Birds of Prey work with that? Would that be part of this new regime? Well,
2: we don't and know. And we would just ignore? We, we don't know specifically. See, Harley Quinn to me is a character that it's like you could retcon that character. That character is easily retconned. Yeah. And I think her character does make more sense with Robert Pattinson's Batman than it ever did with Ben's. Um, So to me, it's easily retconned. Harley Quinn, to me, is not a footnote. Um, She is, if anything, a page turner. Um, So to me, it's like that could be retconned. Birds of Prey could be retconned for you to easily say this is now in Robert Pattinson's uh, Batman world. Easily. Very easily. Um, the only things that are difficult to retcon because they've been such footnotes are Momoa's Aquaman, uh, uh, Gail's uh, Wonder Woman, because we've seen them physically interact with characters that are still in today's um, today's DCEU. Um, sure. So Harley Quinn makes sense because she's only interacted with Batman, and we now know we have a new Batman. <laughs> so that's easily retcon. Well, and I think so you to could me- just
0: be like... I think you could just be like, we're gonna keep this actress, but that Suicide Squad is, on, like I said, like with either Golgadot or Jason Momoa. I think you can keep those actors, um, but like you just like those versions are connected to that universe, and like these for- forward films are connected to this universe, and this is where we draw the line. Uh, like no, I think you I, can I... explain that to people, and they'll get it.
2: The explanation has nothing to do with why I want it to just be rebooted. I want it to be rebooted so we have a new feel, a new leadership, a new direction. Everything is new. I agree. Literally everything is new. So we don't have to hear any more of, well, lighten it up or keep it dark. No, whatever tone you go with is new because it's yours. Whoever the head of of, of Warner Brothers is, whoever's the head of leading the, the DC Films Division, it's new. So we don't have to worry about any more talks of the old days. Everything is new. Reboot it. <laughs> I'm completely fine. Reboot it. Too many of your, your main characters of, of the Justice League team don't have it, uh, either don't have an actor or has a rebooted actor. So why not just redo everything? To me, it's just don't hang on. I agree. Because to me, what I think we found out from Aquaman and Wonder Woman is that the character sells, not the actor or actress. The character sells. Yep. So to and me, it's stories. like right reboot it, <laughs> like reboot it. So um, well, yeah, I'm could, so sorry. You could honestly go ahead.
0: I'm sorry, Nick. You could take that opportunity to to give uh, maybe a more traditional yeah. version of Aquaman. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm um, with you. So, like
2: I-, I told you, yeah, I always there, like there's the there's idea a lot of opportunity. Of, yeah, I've always liked the idea of the hook, uh, Aquaman. Not saying yeah. Momoa has never barat. given us that. Um, but you can kind of give us one that starts off like that. But um, yeah. Nick, I'm going to pass it right to you. I'm, I'm sorry. Me and Nick are talking like it's just me and him. <laughs> I'm going to pass it right <laughs> to you. Um, it happens. I, just, I I think fresh starts are a good thing, and I told you guys this before. I have no proof of this, but I felt like since Warner Brothers and Zach were on the outs, they've wanted to get rid of everything Zack Snyder, and Joel tells me all the time they're not going to get rid of what makes the money, and I'm like, I get you, but the moment they get a chance to, I feel like they're gonna jump on it. And I know Mark Hughes very well. We um we've interviewed him before. Uh, you know, I've spoken to him a, a few times. And I kind of feel like this isn't from thin air. I kind of feel like the fact that each of these characters, um, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, um, Zach's name comes up as executive producer because he uh casted these care uh these characters. So as long as Godot is, is Wonder Woman or Momoa is Aquaman, his name will always be there. And I think they want to get completely out of that regime. And I think the best way to do it, give us a fresh start. Um, But Tia, your thoughts on the idea of a rebooted DC uh, universe? I won't even say DCEU, just a DC universe. Or would you like something like Nick was saying to where you keep Aquaman, you keep Wonder Woman, and maybe everything else can be interchangeable?
3: Personally, I think that just wipe the slate clean. Come out with the movies that you're planning on coming out with, right? Obviously, you guys know I'm super excited for the next Suicide Squad, and we're getting the second uh, Wonder Woman, another Aquaman. But after that, just wipe the slate clean. I have never been married to the DCEU, as you guys know. Uh, and the fact that there's been so much trouble. That's not how you want to build a world, right? You don't want uh, your actors kind of moving out because there's so much behind the scenes, as with Ezra, as with Ray Fisher. You don't want that. It just leaves a bad taste in everyone's mouths, and it, it requires a lot of shuffling. Start a new one, right? Realize mm-hmm. your mistakes in the past and come out with a new one. I have been seriously like really thinking about this Robert Pattinson thing because if you asked me five years ago, i had been like no freaking way because of course the Twilight thing left a bad taste in my mouth. But as of like looking into him as an actor, really just like diving into what else he's done. I'm so okay with this casting. I think it's great. He's young enough where he can last a good amount of time, but he's also old enough that he's not a child. I think it's awesome. Of course, I'm already seeing the memes about it, which, again, I would have participated in about five years ago. But I think it's great. Let's start off with him. Let's get people around his age range. Let's get uh, just a whole new world that they legitimately sit down and think about and plan out. Yes, because to- get the good writers, get the directors, get the actors that are all willing to play around with each other. Do not get people, and then a year after their movie comes out, they're like, I don't want to do it anymore. If you're really seriously trying to keep what, say, Marvel is doing, or even Star Wars, you know, long lasting franchises, you have to have the right people that are going to play well with each other. So, I'm perfectly fine with after they come out with the movies that are already obviously in production, just wiping the slate clean and going to another. People will get over it. Of course, there'll be backlash. Of course, there'll be people who bitch about it. But just go.
2: Just go with the new stuff. I I personally want Warner Brothers, just put your foot down. I think what the issue, the biggest issue you have with the DCEU is, um, one, there was no structure. Two, um, the actors seemed to have more control than the directors or the producers. Um, Like, literally... One actor held your entire universe hostage. Um, That can't happen again. So you have to let actors know coming in, like, listen, is this what you want to do over the course of blah, blah, blah? If it's not, let me know. I'll find someone else who wants to do it. The thing I think Warner Brothers forgets is Flash, Batman, Superman, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern. Those are such huge staples in the superhero universe Literally, everyone and their mother would die to play them, so it's not like, Oh man, Ben doesn't want to be Batman. How could we ever find another person to want to do this? Oh, let me open my eyes. There's a huge line lapping around the building. Like, the, th- these characters are bigger than their actors. Like, it's different from Marvel because Marvel's biggest issue was the only characters that were footnotes were the X Men, Spider Man. Um, that's pretty much, you could say maybe Captain America, um, but no one really was clamoring for Iron Man, for Thor. Uh, Well, I I said the X-Men, but yeah, Wolverine, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Wolverine. Um, so that's why I said it was such a risk for Feige to start a universe with a character no one really cared about. No one cared about Iron Man, but look how popular Mm. Iron Man is for this generation, this next generation. It's way more popular, I think we can agree. Then, because um, you know, of course, it had its, its animated run in, in the 90s, but I- Iron Man was never as big as Spider Man, as big as Wolverine, as big mm-hmm. as Batman, Superman, but he is now, right? So, yep. you know, now if you wanted to reboot the MCU 20 years from now, the character will now mean more than the actor playing it. That wasn't the well, case you know that- when Robert Downey Jr. stepped into the suit. I'm sorry, go ahead, Tia.
3: Well, the thing is, is that, and I'm sure we're gonna get into this a little later, so I'm not gonna like, you know, spend too much time on it. But this is where Kevin Feige comes in. He's doing things brilliantly. He gets people who, you know, like he got Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. has been a huge actor. Yes, he had his downfall, but still, he brought him in. He has Jake Gyllenhaal now in the newest, you know, Spider-Man movie to kind of get people if they're like, you know on the edge of sticking with marvel after endgame and then for the eternals you know there are so many people out there even comic book people who are like i don't know who the eternals are i'm not going to give a shit about them you're going to give a shit when they're bringing in angelina Jolie, richard madden and potentially keanu reeves again i know that that's going to be probably something we we'll talk about later but that's what he's doing he's bringing in people to bring in but on the DC side you don't necessarily need that because as you said we all know who Batman is. We all know who Superman is, Wonder Woman. Like, just tell us that you're making these movies. People are going to go see it. Yeah, and that's why and I make think... make them good.
2: Can... Right, yeah. Yes. Yeah, now, that's very important. I think what Kevin Feige and the MCU has become uh, are the New York Yankees, to where you're an established name and you're literally just buying the talent. You're literally just buying the talent. And I've always looked I at... I hate it. how much that... I hate how much that analogy is accurate. And <laughs> <laughs> um, trust me, I'm a Mets fan. I hate that too. Um, and I love the, the DC, <laughs> DC universe on the Warner Brothers side because I feel like they are working with huge names as far as characters, but they're they're going so small fish. Um, and what I mean by small fish is look at who the Justice League was before all the the, the deck got shuffled. It was names that you're looking at like, who is this? Who is that? Who is this? Who is that? Um, And you bringing in Robert Pattinson is even more of of a declaration of Warner Brothers just saying, you know what? We'd rather go homegrown. We'd rather develop our talent and then make stars from scratch rather than just buying the the, the hottest names off the street. And I respect that because everyone that they uh... casted. I fell in love with as an actor and wanted to see what they were doing outside of the superhero world. Yeah, right.
1: With the Mm -hmm. MCU,
2: it's they have an established body of work. Like Jake Gyllenhaal, you don't have to really sell people on Jake Gyllenhaal. He's Jake freaking Gyllenhaal. I feel like
0: okay. I feel like a better analogy would be they're the Red Sox. Um, MCU is the Red Sox because the Red Sox started off as this like ragtag, you know, whatever, and then. They finally started investing money into shit, and then they got really good, and then they started buying players. That is the Red Sox. Um, See, the Yankees, reason I went. Uh, well, no, no hold, I on, went. hold on, the, the Yankees, they, they had all these fucking huge titan names and everything, but then they hit this down, down spiral, and then they started being like, all right, we got to kind of like revisit this. We got to bring up. Some, some new names, like some Aaron Judges and shit, um, and then we can go out and get our big names. Um, so, like, I, I feel like maybe that's more the analogy. Maybe the MCU is the Red Sox and uh, the DCEU is the Yankees, the new Yankees, um, and, and the big names are going to come, uh, but they got to, like, grow their, their, their young talent uh, to, to, you know, kind of meet that uh, threshold.
2: That's I, I guess that's fair enough because in any time we could like not necessarily glorify the Yankees I'm 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 okay with that. <laughs> um, but uh, okay, all right,
3: so. uh, Juwan. T is just
0: show.
2: like I have no idea what's going on
3: right now. <laughs> well, I, I, listen, no. I'm not I'm not a sports fan, but I'm from New York, and so like the Yankee fan is like ingrained in me, even though like uh-huh. I haven't been to a game in like forever and everything. But you know, I, used to <laughs> I play get baseball, it. so it's like it's in there. So Mets fans, go away!
2: <laughs> I get it. We're uh, just we're just destined to be mortal enemies. T, it's cool. Uh, but yeah, all right, let's well, move hey, on. Uh, Got me, me
0: as well. Uh, as a Braves fan, uh, fuck the Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> see?
2: see?
0: Man, I, Brings our friendship even was, closer, I, Nick.
3: And I was we excited go. to join today because I was like, wow, want to, Nick. I, I love those guys. This is going to be awesome. It's like now, now, I don't know about this. I don't know about yeah, I don't blame you.
0: <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I'm on edge too, I don't blame you at all. I'm, I, at this point, I'm like, I've I've always loved Tia, but like right now, fuck Tia.
2: <laughs> <laughs> But what? all right, let's let's um, let's move on. We got some more news to break down. Um, speaking of Supergirl, which we were at some point, um, we didn't end it with Supergirl, so that maybe wasn't a good uh, uh, transition. But anyway, uh, Supergirl is expected to start production in first quarter of 2020, and casting information could start to circulate in a few months via Forbes. Um, another huge shout-out to my boy Mark Hughes. Um, all right, so I want to kind of open this up a little bit because it's such a dry topic, um, because there's not much to really dig into. I want to say this: if you're Warner Brothers, I think the smartest thing for you to do um, is San Diego Comic Con. Make make your stand. Make your stand. I think you should have Flash recasted by then. I think you should allow. The, uh, I think you should um, alert the audience that instead of using Cyborg going forward, Jaime is going to replace him. Um, Not necessarily meaning he's part of the Justice League, but he's filling in for what Cyborg would have been for uh, the DCEU. Um, Mm -hmm. You you let them know what you plan on doing with your universe, um, and you knock out a few of these castings. So I think Matt Reeves should come out with Robert Pattinson, and we should have a full cast um, come out, or at least the major characters um so that's the the huge shock we find out who you know these characters are going to be um but I think you should utilize San Diego Comic-Con to kind of re-emerge yourself as as you know a name out there like you should be respect us like you know what I'm saying so yeah. um I think it'd be smart for Supergirl casting to be announced then uh, Batman's full casting to be announced then and Reese recast The Flash, because Ezra is out. It's it's not been made official yet, but Geek Vibes Nation, listen to me. Ezra is out. That script that he was supposed to have uh, wrote for DC, for Warner Brothers, rather, for them to look over, that's, not that's done. That's done. They decided it made more sense to keep the directors happy than to keep him happy and now have to go find a director who would fall in line with directing a movie he has technically no uh, input in because you're you're technically telling him, hey, we already wrote a script, we loved it, this is what you're directing. I don't think that's fair for a director, especially because the two directors there are already what happens. have a script. Think... go ahead.
0: Right. I I I would just say I don't. That's not necessarily out of line for how things normally happen. Um, no, but, but... usually.
2: As the director, you, you're part of, hey, we're writing the script. This is what we're writing it about. And you can say, oh, okay, I like this. I like that. All right, cool. Sometimes the studio does have a script before it has a director. I know that exists. But what I'm usually saying does. is, I, usually does. But usually um, you are allowed to then go in and go, all right, well, can we possibly tweak this a little bit, tweak that? I kind of you know, had an idea for this. I think yeah. if you're Ezra, if you took the time to write this script, you're not looking for someone to come in and go. Well, let me change this a little bit. Let me fix this around. No, 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 no. That's what got the last two guys kicked out. Here's my um, script directed. I I would I
0: would still disagree with you slightly. I think Ezra would be fine with that. Um, but I do agree with you in the sense of, um, you know, uh, like if it's not if it's not in the direction that you want to go in, then just like. As a studio, um, you don't feel like it fits the bill for the things you're going to create in the future, and you know however you're looking to to, to build, um, then yeah, it just it, it makes more sense to like be like, all right, we like this director script, um, and if you don't like it, um, we've already had so much change over, like fine, fuck it.
2: Well, that, that's that's what I'm trying to get to. The two directors for the Flash had a script written. Um, They sent it to Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers approved of it. Ezra then said, it's too light. I want it darker. Allow me to write one that I feel is better. And then they said, sure, shoot. I think that is a blatant spit in the face of the directors whose script you then said you enjoyed. And I think the universe was starting to build itself to be lighter toned. So it's like all of a sudden it's like you want to go back to dark? Like why? <laughs> why would we do that? Aquaman was right. successful and it was lighthearted. Wonder Woman um, wasn't dark, dark, but also wasn't super lighthearted. Shazam was very lighthearted. So it's like, why would we then switch it up, especially for a character who is not dark? He is very lighthearted. Right. Um. But yeah. anyway, to go back into the uh, the topic at hand, um, my main question for you, and I'm gonna start off with with uh, with you, Tia. Um, with Supergirl going into production first quarter of 2020, casting information probably to come out, uh, San Diego Comic-Con, do you think it's smarter for Warner Brothers to make its stance, give us a Wonder Woman 84 trailer, give us a Birds of Prey trailer, give us the full cast of the Batman, Supergirl revealing uh, a recast of the Flash, or do you think Warner Brothers is going to take the different approach to where they kind of work everything out Uh, progressively throughout the year or do you think it's like no why wait July is right around the corner make your stance now at San Diego Comic-Con I think they should definitely make their
3: stance somewhat at San Diego Comic-Con that's their big convention that's what hypes everyone and not for nothing like DC has kind of held the convention arena for the past couple of years and I think that with all the changes that are going on with the DC they would be a little um mistaken if they didn't use this as an opportunity we should absolutely see Robert Pattinson um at some point they should definitely be there they should be teasing something um should probably be teasing something Wonder Woman related just because people are super hyped for that and the fact that we've you know, have the movie pushed back a year. People are just very eager to see it. So they should certainly have that stuff. I don't necessarily think they're going to cast The Flash. I feel like that would be something that we would have heard already, uh, considering how long we were hearing the rumors about the Batman casting. So I don't think that's going to happen at any point. But I think what they should be focusing on is Batman, and Wonder Woman
2: during that time of San Diego Comic-Con? See, I, I somewhat disagree, and I'm going to pass it right to you, Nick. Um, I, I just think the best thing for you to do is build as much hype as possible. Because if you remember, Captain Marvel was casted well before a movie was in production. Um, like, I remember Brie Larson was the huge cherry on top of that already- jam-packed ice cream sundae they had that year um at comic-con like we we got to see um black panther in their panel we got to see some guardians of the galaxy volume 2 stuff um like they were just packed i think spider-man was was at that panel like everyone in the mcu was was in that huge photo and then uh feige right before they wrapped up was like we have one more announcement we finally have our captain marvel and then brie larson comes running out and everyone went bananas. I think if you're Warner Brothers, you have not yet had a Comic-Con like that. Um, and I think the best way to do it is to, to let the fans know you have a clear, clear image of what you want to do with your future. And you've already moved on. Uh, you've moved on on your Flash. Uh, you moved on, you know, you're now doing Supergirl. Because to me, the thing I think is the furthest of, away of anything is what they're doing with Superman what they're doing with Superman and Green Lantern. Um, but Nick, what do you think should be Warner Brothers' approach with announcing the casting of Supergirl um, and maybe some other properties that they could really build up some hype for going forward?
0: I don't necessarily disagree with what you're saying as far as having like that surprise casting announcement. Um, I wouldn't have it be The Flash simply because I feel like that maybe they don't want to play that that hand so quickly as far as the changeover aspect of everything. Um, but, like, if you were to announce that you had a Green Lantern, Like that would get everyone super excited and wouldn't step on any toes of the prior DCEU. You could still take your time as far as how you're going to incorporate your new characters with your previous characters if you want to do that or if you want to just kind of reboot like we talked about beforehand. Um, But yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, I think you want to get people hyped for your existing movies that are coming out, um, namely um, Wonder Woman 84, uh, birds of prey, uh the Suicide Squad, um, those likes. Um, but yeah, I mean I think if you if you have like a casting for Green Lantern and you were just like Army Hammer is going to be the next Hal Jordan and then like everybody's just like oh my God, fuck yes, like this is perfect Um like that would be super cool. That would be awesome. Um but uh but yeah I mean uh, I, I I do think you, you wanna you really want to hit a home run with this, this presentation. And I do think something like that could be the home run. It just depends on who they have casted and who they want to, like, essentially announce in that venue. Um, but I definitely think if they could line it up just right, that would be, a uh, like, a really cool way to, like, exit stage left um, and and to leave that impression upon the fans. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I hope they, they hit the ball out of the park in that regard. Um, but yeah, we'll see.
2: I think, I just think if you're Warner Brothers, the smartest thing to do since Superman looks to be the farthest thing, um, Green Lantern also, the two furthest things from, uh, from what's going on right now. Flash, the reason why I think it's smart to get the casting done sooner rather than later is because you have your directors, you have your script the only thing holding the movie up is you have no flash so to me it's like get get the train going before you now lose another director or two directors rather and then now you have to go hunting again um don't okay. don't go backwards go forwards and if Ezra is out which ultimately he is um just recast and i'm not saying force yourself to to have a casting done by um, by San Diego Comic-Con. No. But if but, you do, yeah. Right. I think we can all agree Warner Brothers isn't stupid enough to say, all right, we've gone through so many different Flash directors. There's a chance Ezra could be losing interest in waiting. um You know, we have ideas, or even the directors, I'm sure, sitting through all this chaos are like, we have a few people in mind we'd like to, you know, test out. Um, If Ezra is not going to continue to be the Flash. And I just think it's impossible that you don't have backups as a director, as a studio, um, especially with the turmoil of the character not committing, contract being up, you not liking the idea of him kind of somewhat delaying things because he wants to do his own script. I'm just saying if you have a guy in mind, don't force it. Um, because I don't want you to force a casting that then doesn't stick, and now you're recasting again. But if you have right. someone in mind, surprise us, shock us. Um, because like I said, Captain Marvel was casted well before the movie ever went into production. So you had a character, yeah. no director. Well, you're no dealing tricks, with two different nothing.
0: You're, I mean, yeah, but you're dealing with two different, uh you know, uh, production companies and two different kind of trains of thought, and you've had this no, I one. I get that. I'm
2: speaking more so to thing I think, going with Marvel. and yeah, I think Brie Larson's casting was more of a Feige hiring because, um, again, they didn't have any directors or writers. Um, so I think right. he had favored that, and that's why he went out and right. got her because um, that was right off yeah. of her Oscar. Um, so I'm saying, I think yeah. if you're Warner Brothers, you might have someone in mind, and you as a studio could cast um, and then boom. But I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm fine with you doing... Uh, Green Lantern, or if The Rock is staying and not running off to be Namor, um, Black Lightning would be awesome Would uh, for us to know concrete, we're getting a Black Adam movie. Just something yeah. to build the hype. Because right now I'm telling you, if the only thing you have coming out of Comic-Con is Birds of Prey and Wonder Woman 84, that's just not going to cut it. it. It's not going to cut it. Um, yeah, well, I,
0: mean, I feel like you could maybe have some casting for the Suicide Squad. There could be some big reveals there, or at least who each actor is playing and all that.
3: You should definitely I'd, have maybe uh, the Suicide Squad, come, and also I like the idea of them trying at least to bring in a Green Lantern because there are plenty of people, you know, even among our uh, association who are, like, super upset that there is not a Green Lantern in, like, the Justice League or the DCEU. So I think yeah. that would, like, really just blow people's minds, hit people super high, to be like, yes, finally, Green Lantern is here.
2: I will say the yeah, one – like, how one... many
0: people were fucking super excited for the, the like, um, one scene in Justice League, the flashback scene where there was a Green Lantern? Like, everybody was like, oh, my God, it's a fucking Green Lantern. Like, yeah. dude, like, everyone was super fucking hyped for that. So, like, um, at least everyone I've talked to. So um, I, I feel like that would be something that you get people really hyped for.
2: I will say, though, because remember, Warner Brothers pulled that with The Rock at least four, five, six maybe years ago. Um, don't bring me a casting of Green Lantern. And then I don't get a movie for like another not, five yeah. years, right? Yeah, like, I agree. Give me that casting, and then along with that casting, we then hear, guys, 2022, Green Lantern Corps, right. we're coming, we're coming at you. Like, don't just right. cast me someone, and then I'm waiting 30 years for like that to turn into something. That's what we have with the Rock, right. um, and that's yeah. been the most annoying thing ever. Um, but all right, let's let's move on. Um, speaking of Idris Elba in Suicide Squad, which, again, we weren't talking Idris Elba, um, but (laughs) reportedly, um, Idris Elba is reportedly playing Bronze Tiger in James Gunn's Suicide Squad. Um, As much as Joel will say, um, I I am against this, I am not. I just would prefer (laughs) him to be Slade Wilson, as some of the reports were kind of hinting at. Um, I just kind of think he could do Again, both characters are great. Slade Wilson, uh, Bronze Tiger. Bronze Tiger, I think, is great for that story specifically. I want him to be Slade because you open Idris Elba up to being in multiple franchises. He could leak over to Batman. If the rumors are true and we're getting a Robin in the Batman, the Robin could spin off to doing a Nightwing movie that then could bring on Titans, and then you could have Slade Wilson in that. There's just so many different Nightwing franchises. Nightwing,
0: Rise of Titans. I want that movie.
2: <laughs> Listen, if our guy, um, friend of Geek Vibes Nation, uh, Chris, Chris, uh, McKay is still directing the Nightwing movie, we'll gladly tell him that, Nick. Um, but um, I, I've yeah, been I mean, on that
0: train even before he was, you know, announced or or rumored. Like I did, I've been on the train for like three years. Like that that would be the ultimate badass fucking Dick Grayson movie, Nightwing Rise of Titans, like the formation of the Titans. But anyway, I agree with you. I digress. You.
2: No, no, I, I, I agree with you. And to me it's like we we've said constantly, uh not I'm not putting words in you guys' mouth, just we as fans, give Idris Elvis something more he can kinda chew on, you know, like himdale, he couldn't really do anything. He was just in the Thor movies. Um, give him something more. And then it's like we're okay with the Bronze Tiger that we would only see in Suicide Squad. Like, I like Slade because he could he kind of jump out to different franchises, and we see Aegis Elba numerous times as yeah. a character that has faced off against the Justice League. Like, he, you could have him with the God Sword against the Justice League in a Justice League movie. Like, there's just so much you could do with him. Um, you could ultimately use Deathstroke, as your Loki. He literally could be that. You could have him as an agent of Darkseid, or maybe Darkseid is intrigued by him and wants him to kind of soften the Justice League up. There's just so much you could do with Deathstroke. Um, but Nick, I'm going to start with you. Um, your thoughts on the report of Idris Elba possibly playing Bronze Tiger?
0: I would love it. I I think I said in the previous episodes when we talked about it that i i think that would be the ideal character for him to play as far as as it pertains to the suicide squad i understand where you're coming from where you would want like his character to have more influence throughout the whole entirety of um the universe um because like let's be honest and i agree with you bronze tiger is 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 Pretty much exclusive to the Suicide Squad. You're probably not going to get a Bronze Tiger movie. Um, I mean, you could, um, but you know, you'd be much more likely to get um, him to appear in his own movie or in various other movies as Deathstroke than with Bronze Tiger. Like that's just that's just the honest uh, truth. Um, but uh, it, I I think he fits that role perfectly. Um, I think he will um bring so much credence to it uh and i i'm just 100% on board with it i um it like if you're going to do like the full reboot thing and like suicide squad is a part of that then i could totally see them doing uh like like positioning it where he is is deathstroke and that would be super fucking cool and that would that would be like the big signifier that like we are transitioning into a new phase of the DCEU. Um, and I would be totally on board with that. Um, cuz part of my biggest hang up was it, like we've already seen um, this and if you we we've, we've already seen the character. We've I mean in the, in, a, in a post-credit scene, mind you, but we've already seen Joe Manganiello play the character in a post-credit scene. So if you're going to keep that going forward, you have to go with uh, a different character. If you're not going to keep that then I'm 100% on board with you, Juwan. Like if, if if you're not going to keep the status quo of what we've already gotten with the DCEU, then yeah, fucking totally go with him as like a more prominent character. I want to see Idris Elba in like as many fucking movies as possible. Um, so yeah, I mean it, it all depends on what they're going – what they're really planning on doing and obviously all of what we're doing right now is just like speculating on, on these various different um reports and rumors. Um but if they are truly going with a totally new um like timeline and, and new characters and they're gonna reboot it and everything else, like I would one hundred percent be on board with him being Slade Wilson because I think he would be an amazing Slade Wilson and honestly I think that uh that would be um a more intriguing character for him to play um but i don't have any gripes with him him being bronze tiger um i think uh i think it would be i i i i think there there's not very many actors that you could cast in that role that would bring that much clout to that character um and he is definitely one of them um but, yeah, it's a limited character. You're not going to be able to utilize it as much as you could other characters. Um, so, it, it's essentially, we don't want a Heimdall situation. Um, but, you know, at the same time, it all depends on what um, Warner Brothers is doing behind the scenes. So, yeah, I feel like you have to balance all of that. Um, and we'll just see how it plays out.
2: Yeah, and I, I want to stress this. If it comes out tomorrow, he's Bronze Tiger. I don't have any issues because I told you guys. Yeah, me either. To me, I didn't have any issues with him as uh, Heimdall because I didn't blame it on the character. I blamed it on the directors of the character um, because you saw what, when a director cared about Heimdall, um, what he could do by Thor Ragnarok. Like, you, you brought in Taika, and Taika was like, how are we wasting Idris Elba? Like, no, I'm going to make you, you know, I'm going to make you mean more to this story. And he did. Um, So to me, it wasn't like, oh, Heimdall such a stupid character. He's so small and irrelevant. Why? No, he could have been made to be way more cooler than the first two movies uh, made him seem, you know, seemingly made him to be. So to me, it's always about the, the, how you write it and how you direct the character. um, That could make a character interesting. Because I can tell you right now, um, I I never really found Bronze Tiger to be that interesting. It wasn't until maybe Hell to Pay, the the Suicide Squad animated movie, that I was like, yeah, I would like to see this character on the big screen. Um, but just purely from the comics, it was always a character I was like, all right, I mean, cool, sure, um, you know, but no big fuss over. But you making Idris Elba Slade Wilson, that gives you a, a, a solo film. Or you could explore um his military past, or you could explore the the present and his kids. Um, there's just so much you could do with. So to me, that should be what fans want because you could do so much more with it. Um, but I'm with you, Nick. If it's Bronze Tiger tomorrow, no complaints from me. Um, Tia, your thoughts on Idris Elba reportedly uh playing Bronze Tiger in James Gunn Suicide Squad?
3: I mean, I don't really know the character, so I can't attest to that.
2: Um,
3: But I think I had heard from previous shows of ours, the whole bronze Tiger character kind of being shocked around uh, with Idris Elba. So, I mean, I'm not sure. You know, I love Idris Elba as a character. I understand, I mean, as an actor, I understand where people think that he was underutilized as Tenzal. But to be fair, I think all those characters were underutilized in the first two stores until Taika came in and gave us what we really could have had from all of them all along. So um, we have James Dunn with the Suicide Squad. He is a fantastic actor. He knows what to do with actors so, um, and characters. So I think that even if it is something as bronze tiger as you're feeling kind of maybe let down by that, that either way, it's going to be great because this is what James Dunn is giving us. And as we kind of said before, with these DC movies, they need to just really concentrate on themselves before we even think about them being involved in a bigger universe.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I don't necessarily disagree with you. I kind of felt like when I left the first Suicide Squad, like if your name wasn't Will Smith or Margot Robbie, um, they kind of didn't really do justice by you. Um, Captain Boomerang is way more cooler than they seemingly made him be in um in Suicide Squad, and I think that Amanda has to do with writing. Amanda Waller is 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 a lot. Is a lot uh, cooler than they made her seem in in that movie. Just Bad, a lot of those characters. She's pretty cool in that movie. No, I she is. But she is. But I I Viola Davis is extremely talented. She's one of my favorite yes. female actresses uh, today. Um, I I even maybe make the argument of all time. But I think James Gunn can make her the wall, and that's what I yeah, wanted from her in that, the first one. I agree. Um, there. Yeah. So what I mean by that is everyone had a layer more they could have they could have utilized. And again, I think if you weren't Will yeah. Smith or Margot Robbie, they didn't really focus in on that, um, which was a You're huge right. disservice because Captain Boomerang is extremely cool. Like that character is so much fun. Yeah. Um. I and you were no, 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 no. And, and, was... <laughs> and go ahead. I'm sorry. I,
3: I was just saying I thought he was hilarious in a Suicide
1: Squad.
2: Uh, oh, no, I, I just mean, when I mean by fun, I mean the character is so much fun with the idea of what his boomerangs can do, the idea of his charm, the idea that in the Suicide Squad, he always pisses Harley Quinn off because he flirts with her all the time. Um, like, there's just so much more you could do with those characters. Um, so I, I don't I don't feel nervous if Idris Elba's Bronze Tiger, because like you said, I trust James Gunn. I know James Gunn's going to bring the best out of every character he has. That he doesn't plan on blowing their heads off. Um, so I, I trust him. So that's not my issue. My issue is everyone who's wanted Idris Elba to be a character that you could flesh out more. Because remember, Nick, what was the biggest fan casting people had for Idris Elba for the DCEU? Dark Side. So I'm like, wait, you guys have yeah. been crying for him no. to be Dark Side? It was, well, oh, I'm it sorry. Was, it was I'm Dark sorry. or Green Lantern. That was Green Lantern. Yeah.
0: John Stewart was the biggest one. Yeah,
2: um, but so like Darkseid like, was a
0: big one. A lot of people wanted him to be Dark Side too.
2: Right. So uh John Stewart Darkseid, and I'm like, wait, John Stewart Darkseid, and then you're gonna go to Bronze Tiger? Is Bronze that you're Tiger? Okay with? I'm <laughs> yeah. like, oh, yeah. okay, all right. So th- it just goes <laughs> to my point of we sometimes really love to complain, but then like we don't really know what we're complaining for. It's just like the hip thing to Very do. Very true. Because you can't tell yeah. me. You've been campaigning for him to be Martian Manhunter, Green Lantern, or Dark Side, but you're completely cool with him being Bronze Tiger. That's a huge drop off (laughs) to me. So, um, fair enough. Whatever. Fans gonna fan. But all right, let's move on to a topic that I could not wait to hear you guys' opinion on. So I'm actually gonna start with you, um, Tia, on this, and I'm gonna go to you, Nick, and I'm gonna save my response for the end. Um, Sony is looking to, however, possible finagle Venom into Spider-Man 3. Um, now the report <laughs> is saying that they are very high on selling uh, Disney the idea of working Venom into Spider-Man 3. So the whole Deadpool idea that seems like it was hosh-posh. Uh, so we can get rid of that. Sony is driving this Venom thing uh, reportedly very hard for Spider-Man 3. Tia, um, how excited are you of the idea of seeing Tom Hardy and Tom Holland in the same universe? Oh,
3: that would be so amazing. Just be, First of all, I must be, like, one of the, like, only people that, only whatever, to really like Venom. I really like the movie. Uh, I like Tom Hardy in that role. And it's Tom freaking Hardy and Tom Like, having the both of them together would just be so amazing. It would make fans, like, freak out. I feel like it would almost be, like, the equivalent to when we finally found out that Spider-Man was going to be in the MCU with, like, Captain America Civil War. Like, it would just be so cool to have them. And my thing is, I don't want to announce. I really don't. Like, I know that it's going to be one of those things, like, people are going to find out anyway. I want to be completely surprised. I want to go into the third Spider-Man movie and suddenly freaking Venom shows up. Holy shit, that would be so cool. So, yeah, I am super excited. I really hope that it works out, that the two studios can get everything to work out with each other because I understand Sony found a lot of financial success with Venom and they want to run with their own little universe there but it absolutely makes no sense to have Iron Man and Venom separate from each other. And especially you have to look at the fact that you have Tom frickin' Hardy and Tom frickin' Holland and just put them together because it, it would it would blow people's minds. People would be so excited, me included. I would just be like, yes, where is my uh, early path to go see this movie?
2: Hmm. Yeah, I, I would say the best way to do it, the way you're hoping they do it to you, is take the Samuel L. Jackson approach. So you have the, the end credit scene be shot in a building. Um, you completely cover them, walk them in, um, uncover them, have them shoot the very quick cameo, cover them back up, put them back in the car. That's it. Um, that's the best yeah. way to do it. Because that way, no one sees him. So if it gets out, it means someone on set that was in that very uh, closed off uh, room. Like I'm sure in that room is going to be like five people tops. Someone in that room leaked that out. Like it won't be something that's known to the entire production crew. And I think that'd be the best way to to go about that. But uh, Nick, your thoughts on Sony trying to leverage? Uh, let me not say leverage, but Sony trying their no, best they're leveraging. Go ahead. What did you say? Oh, no, dude.
0: No, they're leveraging. Um, (laughs) And this makes total sense. Like, this is what's happening right now, in my opinion. Um, Sony knows that uh, their contract is coming to an end. um, And they're basically like, hey, like, we really want you to incorporate our um, creme de la creme, crown jewel of our own movie franchise into your world.  … and we're going to try to leverage you to do that because if you don't do that, then we won't renew the Spider-Man contract. Um, Mm -hmm. And so if I'm Kevin Feige, I'm like, okay, um, we could talk about it, but uh, we're going to have a lot of um, quid pro quos, if you will, a lot of you're going to have to do all of these things… Uh, In order for me to do this, I'm going to have to completely take over control of what you are making with your movies. Um, And if you allow me that creative control, okay. Like maybe we – at that point, like we can begin the conversation. If you're not willing to let me have the control over your side characters, then there is no conversation to be had because I'm not bastardizing my – Universe that I have built up, you know, from the ground up since Iron Man One, uh, with your characters, and then let you like make all of these other characters, and then try to leverage again to like like, dude, look, I'm totally fine with just not like essentially having uh, Spider-Man: Far from Home, be the last Spider-Man movie that we do. I'd Like, I I have so many other characters at my Fingertips now with the X Men and the Fantastic Four. I don't need Spider Man. I never needed Spider Man. We came to this because you can't make a fucking Spider Man movie that can make you the amount of money that you want. I made a Spider Man movie that made you the amount of money you want. Um, and if you want to play hardball, I can live without Spider Man. Can you live without me? Like that's how I would play it if I'm if I'm foggy. Like I'm not I'm not totally. Um, Against incorporating uh, venom into this series, especially given that it 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 is you know obviously uh, portrayed uh, in such a fucking glorious uh, fucking fashion, Um, but nevertheless, like your movie didn't do great with critics. Our movies always do great with critics. Yet it made a lot of money at the box office. Um, I, I just, I would, ha- I would not be, I, I'm not going to be strong armed if I'm, if I'm Kevin Feige, like it's just plain and simple. Like I'm, I'm just going to be like, dude, look, I don't need you. <laughs> um, like I want Spider-Man to be incorporated into this universe. I, I love how we've set him up. I, I would hope that we can continue this, but like, you are not going to force me to make movies that I don't want to make. Um, and honestly, what I would tell what I would tell uh, Amy Pascal or whoever you know you know uh, uh, takes the reins from her at some point, um, I would tell them, look, I want to do like a Sinister Six trilogy. Um, that seems like what they're setting up. Um, that's what I want to do for these first three movies, um, and maybe the fourth movie is a Sinister Six. And after that, we could tackle Venom. And carnage and all of those other things. So make your Venom trilogy, um, and then you know if Tom Hardy is still invested in the notion of making these movies, then we can incorporate him in, um, if it makes sense. Um, you know, I, I, I'm just not going. You're not going to, to back me into a corner because there is no corner um, that I cannot escape from from you. Uh, so. That that would be my my stance. Like as much as I would love to have Tom Holland and Tom Hardy in a movie together as Spider Man and Venom, I am not. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Uh, I am not going to. I'm I'm just not going to like give up my um core values or my my my, my like. What this franchise means to me to, like, essentially incorporate you into this just to keep the Spider-Man character, who I don't really need. Like, I love having him, but I don't need him. Uh, so, like, and, had- and that's just that's how, it, how it plays out to me.
2: Yeah, I again, sorry about the, the, the bell, guys. Um But, no, I, I, I get where you're coming from. I, I think the biggest thing, if you're Sony you're in a win-win situation. What I mean by that is if you decide to keep Holland but not continue your contract with with um, Disney, it's a win-win because Disney has now popularized not only Spider-Man but Holland. So you could easily take him, put him in your universe, um, and again, that does not ensure that you make good movies, but it puts butts in the seats. And I think if you're Sony – I think you've become very content with not making great Spider-Man movies, but loving the money that those horrible movies bring in. Um, but I, I, go ahead, I'm sorry.
3: But is that something that Holland wants to do? Because he seems to really love, you know, being in the MCU and being around all of those actors. Is it's, he going to want to, you know, stay where they say? Okay, well, you know, you can no longer be with Disney, you now have to just be with us. I mean, you have to think obviously as an actor that maybe he's sitting there a little going, you know, that's kind of not right. Because I know that fans aren't going to like me being now detached from that universe and they're going to be
2: upset. Don't matter. Don't matter. Don't matter. It does not matter to them, to any, any uh, smart business company. Your feelings does not matter to me. You make me money. That is the extent of this relationship. Um, So if you don't want to be Spider-Man, I have people that would love to. Same thing with Ezra, that Warner Brothers is feeling. If you're willing to leave, leave. Spider-Man is a character I could find, I think, four billion people to replace it. So if I'm Sony, I don't take – go ahead
0: i just i I think they have him signed on for a pretty long contract, so i don't I don't think it matters what he thinks. I think that's the big thing, right,
2: yeah, no no, no, that also, but even 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 still, even if Tom Holland only had a two more picture deal um and then his deal was up with with Sony, I think it still comes to if he wants to stay, we'll gladly keep him if he doesn't buy <laughs> because I can tell you now all of us who are fans of him being in the MCU. And if you saw the international trailer, that will essentially become their uh, final trailer right before the movie comes out. They're building it for Spider-Man to mean so much more to the MCU than we would have ever thought. Um, See, it's been floating around Twitter. I don't know if you saw the, uh, the international trailer um, for uh, far from home, Nick, I don't know if you saw it either. Um, but yeah, they're they're building for him to mean more. Uh you did? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you saw the um how it looks like Stark left him the technology to build his own suit. Um and Absolutely. seemingly the ability to use his technology. Um mm-hmm. so seemingly they're 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 using Spider Man as a launching point to a new era. Um so uh, he, of course. They can go on without him because they did well before him, um, and now they have so many more characters. So I agree with you in the sense of, yeah, we can move on. Like, it, take them. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, you know, you're kind of screwing yourself over, not us. But I do right. think if you're Feige, I think the biggest thing you tell again, not Amy, because Amy no longer is with Sony. Um, I think what you tell them, but she's is, still. I think she's still a, a part of that. Um... No, it's I like think key. she got a new job on a new new uh a new new company. Okay, so she has a, no a involvement m- in that anymore. Okay. No, no, I think her time is is literally running out, and then she's gone, gone. Um, she she signed on to a new company. Uh, I I can't remember what company it was. Um, so Universal. I
0: think, I think it was Universal.
2: I think it is Universal. Yeah, I think it is. Universal. Yes, it is. It on it it is because I was talking to Joel about. If I'm Universal, I feel comfortable in what she's been able to do recently rather than judging her by her entire career. Um, So I feel comfortable with bringing her over. Um, But I think if I'm Feige, what I'm telling Sony is, look, cool. You want to try to play hardball? Tell us the only way to keep Spider-Man is to work Venom into the universe. And again, none of us are saying this. Um, This has not been reported that they're strong arming. We're just assuming Sony, being who Sony is, is probably leveraging as much as they can. Um, but right. if I'm Feige, what I'm telling them is, if you want me to incorporate Venom in Spider-Man 3, that's a ways away from ever being written, directed, shot, anything like that. I'm right. telling them, make Maximum Carnage the best possible movie you can, because if that movie yes. is well-received and makes a lot then of money, we'll, then I'll we'll have fall. no argument. I'll have no argument. Yes, exactly. but if I that agree movie, with you 100%. If that movie is even remotely close to a split, um, as not money-wise, just how it was received by audiences um, and critics, if it's anything like Venom, I can't. I'll let you walk. I will let you walk if that's what you're telling me it takes. Um, So to me, if I'm Sony, I'm hearing that and I'm going, oh, word. You didn't say nothing but a word. All right, cool. We got a new director. Um, We got two of the hottest actors out there um, playing our Mm -hmm. two main characters. We're going to make the best yep. possible movie we can and we're going to show you that yeah. we not only and can make this great, we can make a great universe that we could easily blend in. Sure.
0: And I want to see how your Morbius movie does and mm-hmm. I want to I want you to give me the ability to finish my Spider-Man trilogy. Like give me give me one more movie where I make the Spider-Man trilogy that I want to make um and set him up Going forward to be, you know, a part of the Avengers if if you are so inclined to oblige me, um, mm-hmm. and then you know for for the sort of second Spider-Man trilogy we can we can talk about working in your characters, um, but I'm not I'm not committing to any of that um, given the leverage that I have, um, you know, being the the biggest franchise money maker of all time. Um, I'm not committing to any of that before you know. I, I see um, some positives from you, um, and you know, given given a little bit of a um, uh, a little leash for you know what I've been able to create, uh, i.e. getting that third Spider-Man movie, um, and you know, uh, yeah, I want to see what you can do um, with this this Maximum Carnage movie, basically.
2: I'm also telling them, look, you're making a Morbius movie, right? Yeah, okay, all right, cool. Morbius is a vampire, right? Yeah, yeah, he's a vampire. All right, cool. You play ball, let us keep Spider-Man. How would you like for me to give you Blade for you to use in a Morbius sequel? How would you like for me to lend you a few more characters from our universe that you can go ahead and pop on over to your universe? If I'm Sony, essentially the the Ego the Living Planet uh, Negasonic
0: Teenage Warhead
2: trade. Right, right. Or you tell them, Look, we're not your enemy here. We're looking to help each other. Okay? We're making each other a lot of right. money. You can exactly. use Blade. All right. You can use Blade. Do with them, you know, what you want in a Morbius sequel or, 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 or trilogy. Whatever you want to do. Um we have yeah. we just got Fox rights. We got so many villains and heroes you could use. You know, for yeah. for your universe. You telling me you don't want to dig in our toy chest? So you're going to be that kid that doesn't let me play with your toys, but you want to play with mine. Don't do that. Let's share. Yeah. Um, so I think if, if I'm Sony, that's the first thing that once I hear that from Feige's lips, I'm like, just tell me where to sign. You want Holland for how many more years? 30. Cool. Got you. Sign. Let's make it happen. So to me, yep. it's one of those things where it's like Marvel, uh, Disney rather is working from a stance of strength, but I also don't think that means Sony is working from a stance of weakness. Because you very easily could yank Holland right out of there, use that popularity, use that hype that he's that he and Disney have built for the Spider-Man character, and still go on to put butts in seats. Now again, doesn't translate to making it a good movie, but money is still there to be had um, using yeah. Tom Holland's name and the uh, yeah. you know the the hype that Marvel has brought Spider-Man again. Um, so, yeah, I think if you're Sony, you play ball, you get Blade, you know, whoever else you want. And if you're you're Disney, you now have Spider-Man to usher in a new era for the next five, ten years.
0: Well, and I think that's about the best possible one? situation.
2: How about this? Like,
0: you know, you want to make a uh, um, silver and black movie, and you're having a lot of trouble with it. Like, we could throw you, like, a really cool villain um, to, like, make part of that because you're <laughs> – your characters, um, in and of themselves, don't have super cool villains. Hey, like maybe you want a Taskmaster. Like maybe you want yeah. maybe you want Silver Sable and, 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 and Black. Uh, uh, what's your What's your name? Black Cat. Uh, to yeah. fight uh to fight Taskmaster. Um, like yeah, we can we can make that happen or or whoever you want. Um, but yeah, like you got to work with us too. Um there's a lot of give and take here and I, I'll be interested to see how it all plays out.
2: It should we should know very soon because Tom's uh contract runs out in July, I believe. Um yeah. he's only he's only on for Spider Man three and that's it. Um so no, I don't know no, not
0: even that. He's on for Spider Man two.
2: He was uh he was contracted for
0: two Spider Man movies and three appearances within the MCU um i think which ended up being four um but uh but yeah no i mean he's he's uh has not been as far as i as far as i know um only two
2: spider-man movies were in that contract
0: so i
2: think i heard differently but you could uh, I've learned my lesson from disagreeing with you from last week so <laughs> I'm gonna side with you um but one thing I did want to talk to uh the two of you about because I don't think we discussed it last week um Tia I'm gonna start with you actually it's not on our list but it's something important that I don't think we covered um and that's the news we got of um why did I just lose my train of thought oh Falcon and Winter Soldier that show is bringing back Zemo. Uh Peggy Carter's niece can't remember, it was Agent something. 13 was it Agent 13. Sharon 13?
3: Carter, Agent 13, yeah.
2: Agent 13, thank you. Um, and one other person I'm definitely forgetting. I'll look it up uh after I pass it to you. But I wanted to preface this with you Um to me, I originally and this is where I got the name from from this morning. This is what messed me up because I was thinking about this topic. No. Oh. Issues in hello? two errors. you could start. Uh, hello? Can you guys hear me? Uh,
3: you, like, cut you out, right, as you though. were, like,
2: yeah, you were, like, oh, what messed me up this morning? And then it, like, Oh, stopped. I'm so sorry. I talked for, like, five minutes after that. Uh, no, what I was saying was... No, no, no,
0: you, it was, it was um, just a few seconds.
2: Oh, okay. You bringing in Zemo could usher in two errors for you to go forward with on your, either your Disney right. format or in the movies, and that's Masters of Evil... Or that could be the Thunderbolts. And I think either one are a brilliant way to go. Um, And I think bringing back Zemo. I was telling Joel, um, if the season doesn't end with Zemo being in some kind of accident that then traps the mask on his face, I'll be very disgusted. Like, not upset, (laughs) disgusted. Because when you introduce (laughs) him in Civil War... He didn't seem like Zemo at all, which I was fine with, because I always thought you would bring him back at some point and turn him into the Zemo that we know and love. And I'm okay for that Wait, But if you're telling me I don't even get a costume for him returning in um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, I'll be disgusted. Uh, But Tia, I'll start with you. Um, What are your thoughts (laughs) on the returning characters to uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier?
3: Well, first of all, um, I think it's great that they're you know, rumored to be bringing back Zemo because, like you, I know that there are others out there that were hoping for more with his character. So, obviously, maybe if you didn't necessarily have plans to do that in the movie universe, this is the beauty of Disney Plus and having these shows out there. You can easily do that, especially with a Winter Soldier and Falcon uh, show. And I do love that they're planning on bringing back maybe Agent 13. I really liked Sharon Carter's character. I know that she was short-lived. People didn't necessarily like her because they were setting up the romance between her and Cap, but and I terrible. like Emily <laughs> But I like Emily Van Camp um from yes, the show maybe. Revenge because I just think that she's a good actress. So, I'm interested to have her being brought back without that whole stigma of a romance there and we just get to see her being an agent being badass because whether you liked her or not i thought that she had some great moves in uh civil war she stood up in winter soldier so i think that there's a potential there right and so there's a potential to bring her in and let her shine more than what they kind of reduced her to the last time that we saw her so even more so i think i'm excited to see her return than see Zemo again great, love the actor, so good. But I just really like Emily Van Camp and I thought that she was gonna have more of a career in the MCU than she did. So if we can work it in with the series on Disney Plus, I'm sold.
2: Yeah, I mean her character was the one that like when I heard I was just kinda like, All right, yeah. Sure. um, I kind of thought her story ended when Cap's story ended. She's largely part of Cap's story, but I get it. Yeah, I get it. you no women, No, no, no. You have as many women as you want. I'm just saying her specific character. <laughs> I thought her arc ended when we when we now find out like Cap had a life with with Peggy. So it's like, all right, well, what else are you about to give me of her? But maybe she has a thing with Bucky. Maybe that becomes something. No, Um, see,
3: that's the thing is I don't want to see a a – yeah, I don't want to see a romance. I don't want it to be like, oh, we don't know what to do with this character now that we never really fleshed out that Cap and Sharon romance. Let's just move her on to the next. To another romance. No, no, no. Like just make her a super
0: badass who's got her own fucking shit. Make her Black Widow of the TV show.
3: Yes. Yes, 100%. Like, I don't need to see anything romantic uh, with them. I don't even need them to mention Kathy, Like, oh, so sorry about your breakup or some shit like that. No, 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 no. (laughs) Like, she she is the niece of Peggy Carter, who is a strong woman, and Peggy Carter obviously paved the way for Sharon to be a strong woman. That's what I need Mm -hmm. to see from her.
2: Yeah. Fair enough. Um, With us having about eight minutes left, Nick, uh, your thoughts on – the returning, uh, characters for Falcon in Winter Soldier show.
0: My main thought is just, you, uh, are essentially Gogol Bordello, uh, reincarnate, like, yeah, it, as far as, like, what you want for, um, Baron von Zemo, you're just, start wearing purple for me now. There will be some people <laughs> who get that. Um, very few, <laughs> um, but, uh, but if you do, you do. Uh, and, and uh, like, I get it. Like, I totally want him in his purple get-up, his costume. It'd be great. Um, we definitely should see that if they're bringing back this character. I I think full costume, like, full regalia, like, I, I would love to see that. Um, as far as all of the other characters, I, I pretty much echo um, mostly what Tia said. Um, like, I I like the notion – of how these characters can interact, given where we left off with them um i I think it uh you have so much room to play with here um and I think because you're going to be doing this in a in a series base instead of a movie, you can like really really develop each of these characters and make them each super cool and badass in their own way and i I'm just really um hyped to see that to see. Um, essentially the, the the model that Netflix put forth with with what they did with their Marvel characters and to see Kevin Feige hold the reins over um, what these showrunners are going to do with these existing MCU characters and to really delve into who they are and what they are. Um, I, I honestly feel like this could give us so much more appreciation for all of these I guess slightly minor characters, you know, versus what we had before, and I'm super excited for it.
2: Yeah, I just listen. I, <laughs> I'm gonna say it again, man. You give me another sighting of of Zemo, uh, and, and I don't see that costume. I'm I'm gonna be disgusted. <laughs> let, let me say let, that again. Stop wearing purple
0: for me now. I
2: don't want I don't want anyone to get disgusted, confused with just upset or disappointed. No, 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 no. I'm elevating it 30 levels up. Disgusted. Um, but to be fair, I will say, apparently it seems like it's going to be six, eight episodes. Um, so who knows? Maybe Zemo is very small in the story of this this show. Who knows? I'm just saying, at some point you got to turn Zemo into Zemo. I mean, at this point, it'd be yeah. like, if we got Lex, and like if Justice League didn't end within like like, his hair being shaved. It's like, all right, you're going to make him Lex at some point, right? Like, he's not just going to be this weird guy. So, to me, <laughs> make it happen. Um Or at least yeah. have it be to where he looks at the costume and then it kind of hints for the future. I just need something, please, is so, all I'm asking. Yeah. Um but, all right, we got two very quick things. I want to very quickly, very, very, very quickly go over them. Keanu Reeves rumored yep. for an Eternals role. The role is not like it. We have no idea what the role is or could be. We just know he's up for it. Um, Nick, your thoughts?
0: As Joel said, the man who doesn't age playing an Eternal. Uh, yeah, sign me up for that. Uh, I love Keanu Reeves. I think he has had a resurgence over the past few years with the John Wick Uh, trilogy. And uh, yeah, I think you'd be fucking great. I think you'd be the ideal person to uh, put into this um, franchise uh, and and particularly into this movie. Um, I would love to see him alongside uh, Richard Madden, Angelina Jolie. Um, I think it'd be fucking awesome. I can't wait. I hope it happens.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm just at this point hoping he's John Wick in an Eternals movie. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, shit <laughs> your, thoughts, your thoughts on Keanu Reeves rumored for an Eternals role? As I said
3: earlier in the show, they are taking this movie, The Eternals, that maybe other people wouldn't necessarily be interested in, and they are putting a star-studded cast in it. So you put John Wick in it. Uh, wow, you put Keanu Reeves in it? I just, saw <laughs> always, uh, I just saw Always Be My Maybe, which Keanu Reeves had a really funny role in. You put him in it, I am sold. I mean, I was already sold. I don't care what Marvel does. I'm going to go watch it. But, yeah, Keanu Reeves in it? Cool. Awesome. Let's get it.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Marvel could make a movie about a box of rice and I'd be down. But all right. Last topic <laughs> Tom King joining Ava Duvernay in writing The New Gods. Definitely thought this movie was already written. But Nick, your thoughts.
0: Um,
2: I don't know who Tom King is. So he um I, I, he is he is a prominent uh I believe he wrote uh a lot of DC comics. Joel told me to put this topic in, and I'm like, I don't think anyone knows who Tom King is, but you, Joel. But I don't. Um, I don't. But hey, if they if they're
0: if they're bringing in someone who wrote a lot of DC comics and they're having him work with Ava DuVernay, um, good. Like, uh, good to have um, someone to bounce ideas off of. See what works. See what doesn't. Uh, I I like that aspect. I like the aspect of having a um, person who knows how to write a screenplay um, teamed up with a person who has the background for the comics and to see what works and what doesn't work. As long as they have a good uh, sort of teammate relationship throughout this uh, writing process, then it should uh, produce in a very, very good story.
2: Absolutely, and huge shout-out to Ava DuVernay and her brand-new, I think it's a short series on Netflix about the Central Park Five. She did an amazing job on that, Um, so huge shout-out to her for that. Um, Tia, your thoughts on Tom King, who I'm almost 100% sure all three of us have no idea who this gentleman is, Um, (laughs) joining Ava in writing The New Gods. I have no idea who he is, but I wanted to say really quickly, I hope that they do a
3: different hashtag on Twitter, like the new gods, so that people don't get it confused with American gods with the hashtag new gods. That's my only thing, because I saw that a lot on Twitter when American gods had its second season, people were doing hashtag new gods, and people were like, oh, my God, you know, would would do it, and it's like, no, 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 we're talking about American gods here. So <laughs> they got to do something different with the hashtag. That's all I'm going to say with that.
2: Yeah, and uh Tom, if you joining on convinces Ava Duvernay that we should have dark side in this movie, more power to you, man, because I agree with you. we should have dark side in this movie. Um but Absolutely. All right. That uh that does it for the show. I wanna thank you, Nick. I wanna thank you Tia for joining me again for another episode of Geek Five Live. Another shout sure. out to our sponsor at Manscaped, and I wanted to point out we do have or I do have a interview. I do have an interview tomorrow with Mark Hughes, writer of Forbes, who broke a lot of this this news that we were going over today. Um, I'm going to ask him so many DC questions. Uh, it's going to be two hours of just what? DC talk. Uh, Got to awesome. pick his brain, figure out how to fix this DC universe. Um, so stay tuned for that. <laughs> and stay tuned, we do have an interview with a surprise person from DC's new show, Swamp Thing. So stay tuned for that also. <laughs> Um, that's going to be a lot of fun that show is freaking brilliant Nick if you haven't seen an episode yet um, I will send you a way to view an episode but you got to check it out Um, really good Um, but thank you thank uh, you guys for listening and we will see you same time same place next week also stay tuned for Full Court Press and Wrestling Geeks Alliance and Top 10 just dropped an episode about uh, Top 10 Moments of Doom Patrol great episode Um, stay tuned for all that (laughs) Stay tuned for all that and peace. peace. Have a good night.
1: Bye.